What is up, friends? Before we hop into this awesome show, gotta tell you about an awesome show that you need to check out. We've got Burt Kreischer performing at Red Rocks, presented by AEG this September 8th. He is going to be there at the best venue in the world. So you want to go to the best venue in the world and see one of the best comedians in the world? Well, boom, there you go. See Burt Kreischer presented by AEG. Here's how you get tickets. Download the Red Rocks app before your visit, which honestly you should already have right now. It's easy, and that is where you can purchase your tickets. And not only is Burt a fantastic comedian, he's an actor, writer, and host who performs to sell out crowds around the nation and this time he's performing at the best venue in the world over at Red Rocks. So make sure to download the Red Rocks app to buy your tickets to see Burt Kreischer. That concert or that that performance is coming up very, very soon on September 8th. So make sure to get those tickets on the Red Rocks app. All right, Ryan, let's hop into the show. DNVR, we are live from Studio A. The A stands for Aardvark. Oh, wow. That's yes. awesome. Yes. That's what I'd say it stands for, but Aardvark. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't have any. A, a big opportunity mm, for Drew Law. That's, that's what good. the A stands for. <laughs> <laughs> you were too busy telling me about your cat biting your phone to death that uh, I didn't have time to think of what the A stood for. Yeah, woke up to that today. That was uh, a shocker. Cat bit the phone so hard <laughs> that it broke the screen protector, thankfully. I don't even think I've ever heard of someone's dog biting their phone. That happened to uh, my fiance. Oh, <laughs> what are you guys putting on the phone? Is it like a, an, a lotion you use maybe that makes it attractive? You think the peanut butter on it could do yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast. We appreciate all of you who are watching live. If you are watching live, hit us with a thumbs up while you're here. Um, we're actually doing the whole show Ooh. live today. We're doing the whole show live today. Maybe if you're just a live viewer, you'll say, hey, I got to listen to the whole thing yeah, from now on. And become a pod listener, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyways, we are presented by MSU Denver. MSUDenver.edu slash online is where you'll go to scope out all they have to offer. 450 total classes, 75 plus online and hybrid programs. There's really something for everyone over there, whether you're into the culinary arts, um, business, um, law, maybe, yeah, football. I don't think they have a football class. <laughs> they do have a football team now, though, I think. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Um, I, and I assume the online school has a Madden team. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you would master in that. Yeah, I think I would win like, the Heisman. What are you, that. four and six? Four of the past six? Four out of the past six Super Bowls, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Have you started your conquest of this year yet? I have not. I'm actually struggling to find a time to play because Mm -hmm. I am going on a business trip the rest of this week. 
And so I, I have to get it done like tonight, yeah. but the timing isn't really working Wow, out. I can't believe you're leaving this up to your computer. <sighs> yeah, my computer isn't very good either. Anyways, <laughs> MSU Denver Online, if your computer is good, that's all you really need to go to MSU Denver Online and uh, get an education from there. So scope it out, msudenver.edu slash online. My boy, Ryan, what is up, my friend? Just <clears throat> got back from Broncos practice i guess you could call it that more of a walkthrough today doing some scout team which means regular season is approaching mm. i assume they're looking toward the giants right now because that's the next meaningful game do they have a quarterback standing back there with like really tiny hands oh that that would be smart yes. no um no daniel jones back there okay, okay. um uh, and uh, both of the guys the broncos had actually all three of the guys the broncos had better interviews as well Oh, oh yeah. then Daniel Jones. Well, yes. just about everyone is. Yes. Um, well, okay. So I guess give us like the quick rundown of what practice was like today, and then we'll move into what we heard from the coaches, which we'll move into our main topic. Honestly, the, the most important thing from practice was who was there, who wasn't there. Ryan, no Von Miller. He's expecting his baby to be born today. So good news all around on that front. Baron Browning is back, Ryan. He is finally practicing the first time since rookie minicamp when he's been practicing, so that's really good. But Vic really tempered it just by saying how behind he is. I'm a little surprised that he's out there. I kind of thought this was going to be a shelf it year. Just put him on the shelf, let him get healthy, learn the position. But he's out there today, so good to see. I still don't expect him to be a big player. I was going to say, what they're going to do is have him get a little practice under his belt, maybe even some game action, and then I think they'll reshelve him. Yep, yep, and, and that's probably what they'll do. Or on the IR. Or someone isn't impressing them, and mm. their plan to shelve him is being put aside. But that would be surprising because I think the main candidate for that would be Justin Sternod, and I think he's been awesome. Yeah, and Josie Jewell back today, so you there really you get a big boost at inside linebacker. But, Ryan, one of the things I saw today – Kate or er, er, not Caden Stearns, uh, Justin Sternod keeping his spot there with the defense, which is really interesting because he's just shown the coaches that much he can do. Caden Stearns it was not practicing today, has a little hip injury. We'll see if he can play this week. So those are the big takeaways. And then, Ryan, one other huge takeaway today is after practice, Vic Fangio said it's possible that we have a starting quarterback in a week from now. Okay. And that leads us in to our main topic, which is, is this all setting up for Drew Locke to go ahead and take this starting job this week? Now, we had some interesting comments, and like I said, we'll get to all the comments uh, later, where some people were, like, apparently arguing over who had the better game. Like, I, I thought it was really obvious. <laughs> um, not to say Teddy wasn't also good, but, yeah. it, I mean, even, even if you're a, a box score scout, you still come away saying Drew Locke had the better game. Ryan, if you have $8 million, you're rich. If someone has $10 million, they're richer. Yes, and Drew Locke was richer on that <laughs> yes. day. Um, so to me, the only way you could be thinking, like, we are we could have a starting quarterback by the end of the week is like, okay, if Drew follows that up, he's the guy. Is that how you feel? Yes, but I think there's an asterisk next to that. I think Teddy has to do something to lose it in a week from now. I think if uh, Drew plays the way he's played throughout practice, throughout the game, we'll see it happen one more week. And if he does that, he's the starting quarterback. So do you, uh, let me, uh, let's go through all the scenarios. So we, you, you believe there is a scenario in which Drew Locke is a starting quarterback one week from today. 
Yes. Do you believe there's a scenario in which Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback one week from today? Yes. Oh, okay. Let's hear about it. Yep. So I think, I don't think either guy can take this this week. I think one guy has to take it and the other guy has to lose it. And so that means one guy making mistakes throughout practice this week, making mistakes in the game, not looking how either of them looked this past week. And then the other guy doesn't have to look how they both looked in this game this past Saturday because those guys were pretty perfect. I mean, Drew, a near-perfect passer rating. Teddy, not too far behind him. If, if they're good, if they're very good and the other guy is bad, then I think whoever it is, well, whoever it is, I don't think Teddy has to be phenomenal to overcome Drew's performance this past week. But if Drew is phenomenal and Teddy's good, I think we're taking it one more week. Wow. Um, and it's not something I want to have. Yeah, I, I would hate that. You know what's so interesting to me is, like, I didn't listen a lot in science class. But <laughs> one thing that uh, I did learn from, the, from, from science class is, like, if you are running an experiment the only way you can get a true answer to like what like for example um i did my science project one year and what popcorn pops the best wow <laughs> and like brands of popcorn right i can't wait for the, the only way you can actually get the right answer is if you keep all other things the exact same right Bingo. Bingo. all variables science have guy. to be the exact same except for the popcorn you are using. So the size of the bag, yep. um, the, the, microwave. The, the, the microwave, the amount of time in the microwave, yep. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And for me... I don't know where we're going here. A quarterback competition is so much more important than what popcorn pops the best. <laughs> so why would you have these variables that like that are out of your control that... Or sorry, that are in your control, but you're allowing to change to make this massive decision? The point being, variables. Okay. Are we talking? I'm working my, I'm working my way to it. So Drew Lock gets to start with the ones against. Um, who did they play this week? The Vikings. The Vikings. That was a really big brain fart. Drew Lock gets to start with the ones against the Vikings. Yep. Then Teddy Bridgewater has to come in with the twos. Yep. And then you change the defense that they're going up against entirely. Entirely new scheme. Entirely new stadium. Entire everything changes. Yep. And then you act like you're going to get the same results. The, or like a fair result from putting Teddy with the ones against the Seahawks ones versus Drew with the twos versus the Seahawks twos. And then you're going to make the whole decision off of like that thing when the variables change. What I'm mostly getting at is let both guys play with the first team. Okay. But they've already messed that up. Oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying do it. I just don't understand yeah. the thought process behind like, oh, well, we'll just do it next week. Well, and, and I totally see where you're coming from, especially going into <laughs> last Jiffy Pop week. was not the winner. Uh, what was it? Orville Redenbacher. Uh, of course. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even know what Jiffy Pop is. Jiffy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> even spelled it right? Uh, looks right to me. Wow. So you were good at not only science, but English as well. Spelling. I was actually pretty good speller. Never good speller. Me. It's a good team. That's I why guess. I had. That's why I was adding your stories for years. It's very, very true, and uh, it's a scary place to be without you, Edna. But you got you got it down. You learned the ways. Uh, science. Where were we? Quarterback. Oh, but Ryan, that's kind of why I thought going into this past week that Teddy was actually the one set up for success, right? Because Minnesota's defense is better than Seattle's defense. Now, that was Minnesota playing their ones, so maybe the Broncos lucked into something with Minnesota not playing their ones. Maybe Seattle's defense, one defense, is going to be about as 
bad as Minnesota's one defense, but I totally I totally see where you're coming from. Uh, and then the third preseason game, if it goes that far, maybe that's when we finally get to see this fair sample size that you want because maybe they play them both with the ones. Do we have any idea? Has anyone asked Vic? I think they have. I forget what the answer was. Like, are you approaching this third preseason game like last year's third preseason game or two years ago's third preseason game? Or are you approaching it like the fourth preseason game? I'm sure he's been asked. I don't remember. So literally that was going to be my question to him tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really important to know. Yeah. Because if you are, and I guess we won't get a true answer now. Because I think he'll probably tell you now, like, we're going to wait and see. I wish we would have asked that on the day of the barbecue. Right. Because that, you might have gotten an honest answer. And the fact would have been, if you were going to treat it like the fourth, which I think a lot of teams are, yep. and you have to change that because you're being indecisive, mm-hmm. that's a problem to me. Yeah. And there is, I'm going to say at best, rumors there are rumors that there's internal divide uh, as to which quarterback is wanted by which um, people in the front office and in the decision-making process. And Ryan, this isn't something that we have talked about, and I've heard this as well. What are you hearing? Where is the, di- the divide? Yeah, so the rumor that is about is essentially Shermer and Fangio want Teddy. Yep. Whereas... Um, George Payton and John Elway want Drew Locke. Yep. Now, as well. this shouldn't, first of all, it's a rumor. Yep. So it yep. could be completely untrue, but I, it's worth talking about because it's, people are talking about it. Right. And would that surprise you in any way? No. No. Not at all. I mean, that's what I've been saying. That, and we've said the best thing for the long-term organization is Drew, right? Just giving him the start. Best thing for Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer maybe what they view as a safe option. And, and Especially that's when you pretty much have to win two of your first three games. Yep, yep. But again, if Drew looks like that, you can't not start him. <laughs> yeah. Um, even if Teddy looks the way Teddy looked. Yep. Because I don't think, like, as much as the numbers help for Teddy, I don't think he looked anywhere as good as Drew, in my opinion. So, to me, whether that, that rumor is true or, or not, I guess the question is, does Vic Fangio actually have the final say? Is that why he would push this on to keep saying like, well, I just need a little more, more time, a little bit more time. To see one of them mess up potentially? Because if I'm George Payton, look, you are Vic Fangio's boss. Yep. And so you have the right to come in and say, dude, he's playing great. You have to start him. I don't. I know what you're thinking about how do you blah, blah, blah. Also, you know, we actually haven't talked a lot about the George Payton, Peter King comments. Something else. At no point in that article did he say, and I wanted to give Teddy a shot. Right. He said, I felt a duty to the organization and to John Elway to give Drew Locke a legitimate chance. Does like going into a quarterback battle that ends up like 50-50 and they end up choosing the veteran, is that actually a fair shake? I guess it was more than if they brought Justin Fields in. Maybe. I mean, you could have brought in Justin Fields and done what they're doing in uh, in Chicago and said, hey, we're going to start Drew and see what happens with Justin. Yeah, you could have. So I've, I've, that was always really interesting to me, and I feel like that might have been missed in all of the hand-wringing and everything that went on with those comments, which a lot of them were head-scratching. <laughs> yeah. But that one, I was like, he didn't say anything about Teddy. 
Yeah. He said no, he felt a duty not. to give Drew a legitimate chance. And Teddy was supposed to be his guy, right? Because he was with him in Minnesota. He drafted, traded in the, up in the first round to go get him. Yep. Interesting. Um, I, he has a duty to John. <clears throat> yes. Which is, I don't, to me, that was all just, I called it padding. <sighs> you, you mean that's what, that's what George was doing? Yes. I hope so. Yes. I, I hope all of that comment was just, we didn't like Justin Fields that much, and he didn't want to come out and say it. That's the biggest thing. To me, that's what it was, because you can't come out and say that. Uh, as much as I would love it if he was just like, look, Justin Fields not the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if one day Justin Fields is available in free agency and you want him? <laughs> all right. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so you have to be really careful about saying certain things like that. You also don't want to create bulletin board material you know yeah um where like he's he's playing you in the super bowl five years from now and <laughs> Good place he's to be. like i can't i can't stop thinking about how george payton said i wasn't the guy you know and you're just <laughs> yeah. like yeah. it's like that's uh, the quote after he wins super bowl mvp right remember did you ever see the quote uh from kobe bryant about george carl mm, yep <laughs> like that like the People remember things. Yes, they do. The great ones do, like, really. If you guys didn't catch it, it was um, Kobe was playing in his first All-Star game, I believe it was. George Carl was the coach of the Western Conference All-Stars, mm-hmm. and Kobe was like, I was going up against MJ, and I just wanted to get him so bad. He's like, I was playing really well, and then I think he said like he didn't play me at all in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And we lost the game, and like I didn't get a, sh- a true shot at MJ to like try and make the big shot, blah, blah, blah. He's like, after that, I was like, I will never let this guy beat me. Like, <laughs> and he made sure of that. And he was right. He was right. Um, so, like, you don't want to create bulletin board material. To me, that whole article, all the comments that people were up in arms about, was a extension of George Payton trying to say, like, we didn't like Justin Fields. And I hope that's the case. But, and not even, I don't even know if it's, uh, we didn't like, I wasn't convinced right. that Justin Fields was the guy. Because I actually think it was probably close right but he just in the end said like i'm not i'm not confident enough in him i disagree with him only time will tell who's right um like a couple drives in the second half of a preseason game doesn't decide anything pat Sertan having a pick six doesn't decide anything either um <laughs> it's a good start it is a good start for for both guys honestly well actually justin fields didn't get off to a good start mm-hmm. of that game finished well. but he finished well yeah um so I think him saying, oh, cornerbacks are more available. I mean, what a <laughs> just well, he put his foot in his mouth. There. Yes, he did. Um, but then also the like, I felt a duty about Drew Locke. No, you didn't. I hope not. I hope not. You were trying to get Matt Stafford and you were trying to get Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. You were trying to get Deshaun Watson before all that stuff came out. You didn't yeah. feel any duty to anyone. No. And no. you shouldn't. And he shouldn't. There's a reason that he's here. And John Elway has now moved up and is no longer making those day-to-day decisions. There's a reason for that. So it's okay for George to go in different directions. And I really hope that that was, again, just talking. But, Ryan, going back to our original conversation, do you disagree with me? Yes. That in one week. So can I guess? You think in one week Drew Locke can be the starter. Mm -hmm. But Teddy can't. Cannot, yes. Um, I think all Teddy can do is tie the game. Okay. So... Um, I think Drew took game one of the series. I think all Teddy can do is take game two of the series and force a third game in the series. Um, I, unless it got real bad, I'll touch wood because I don't even want to think about that. I think if there was like a colossal meltdown, mm-hmm. even then though, like people like me would be sitting here after the game being like, 
Well, yeah, you put him out there, and the second team offensive line couldn't hold, couldn't stop a thing, and you had Levante Bellamy trying to pick up blitzes, and Drew was just getting eaten up out there. Like you can't evaluate a quarterback competition on that. So then my counter would be Teddy did it. Exactly, but Teddy you, did the week I would just be saying, oh, he was doing it up against the third and fourth. <laughs> you know, like um, <clears throat> I don't think, I just don't think. Anything can happen other than the series tying or Drew winning the three-game series. So an interesting thing, and it can very much be framed in the way of Vic defending Teddy and having Teddy's back here, although he certainly did not say that was the case. But after the game, Vic Fangio said, even Steven, no separation, even after the game, everyone thought that was ludicrous. Yes, then today, he was asked, any separation? He again said, nope, no separation, and... When I look back at the game, I look at the entire past week. So he is now trying to minimize the game and bring up the joint practices, which uh -huh. are more valuable than practices, so he won't be able to do that for this week. But in my mind, I can easily connect the dots between Vic doing that and uh, helping Teddy's case because Drew was the one with the flashier game. There's no question about that. And I think that Vic may be saying there's a lot more that you guys don't know that went on in those 45-50 plays that each quarterback got in the joint practices last week. And maybe it's even a message to George Payton if George Payton wants Drew, if that rumor that we, that we hear is true. And it could just be subliminally that's what's happening. It could be. Absolutely. And we went over this, though, after the game. It was 2-1 Drew in the three days in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. It was. In uh, one of it, I mean, Drew lost a day, Teddy lost a day, and then Drew won a day. Yep. But again, that's still 2-1 Drew. Um, so even then, I still feel like if that was a three-game series to decide the first game or right. the first round, right. Drew still won it. So now we have three practices, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday game late game saturday i mean that's gonna be one where you should be at the bar for yes for sure uh and if drew lock here's how he's the quarterback in one week from now in my mind ryan no mistakes in, in those three practices and in the game he doesn't have to go five for 751 yards two touchdowns no interceptions no interceptions no close interceptions no sacks or like sacks where he holds on to the ball too long and then teddy does have mistakes and then Drew is the starting quarterback one week. So you're basically saying first one to throw a pick loses. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, God. I, I hope they aren't thinking like that. And I don't think Drew's going to. He's a gunslinger. He said he's always going to have that. So yeah. I don't think he's going to think like that. If I'm his agent or his dad, I'm saying, Drew, just this one week, only be the calculative part. Don't be the gunslinger part. Oh, I'm having terrible flashbacks to Mark Sanchez. Because <laughs> we, you know, People forget. Actually, almost everyone forgets, yeah. unless you remind them. Yeah. That the last, the first quarterback competition of the post Peyton Manning era was a three-man competition. How about that. Between Mark Sanchez, Trevor Simeon, and Paxton Lynch. Now Paxton was basically out in the first week. Yep. So it was really just Mark Sanchez and Trevor Simeon. We kind of remember it. Or at least I see like people talking about that as if there was two competitions yep. between Trevor and Paxton. Yep. Mark, let me tell you, Mark Sanchez was dominating the competition. <laughs> yep. Like, it was very clear he was a much more competent NFL quarterback. Mm -hmm. But it was like once a day his he would just forget everything he knew yep. and do something so boneheaded. Yep. And I want to say they were playing the Bears at home. 
in a preseason so. game, or maybe that that was the first game that season. I don't remember who they were playing. They were playing a preseason game. It was the third preseason game. And the idea going into the game was if Mark Sanchez just doesn't turn the ball over, he's the starter. <laughs> yeah. And he turned it over twice in two drives. Yeah. And it was just like this poor guy. Yeah. He can't help himself. And Lorenzo Doss just bossed oh, him yeah. training camp. It, and then, yeah, before that, that's when the, the, the idea came up of if this dude just stopped turning over the ball, he's way better. Right. But he couldn't do it. Uh, and I just remember seeing the look on his face after the game. It was like the sad, <laughs> as legitimately one of the saddest faces I've ever seen in the. And, and he was just like, I, I don't know. He, he was basically just shrugged his shoulders. He's like, I don't know how to stop turning it over. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I, I felt like he heard the noise going into the week, mm-hmm. which was just don't turn it over. And yeah. like he turned it over so quick. And he knew what was coming. And he knew. And he knew. Yeah. It's almost like. The media was like right in lockstep with the coaches. Yep. Everyone was saying, just don't turn it over. <laughs> yep. And he could not help himself. No. I want to say Trevor Simeon, wasn't that – he also threw a pick in that game and got hurt trying to make a tackle at the goal line. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was Trevor's That was Trevor's career. Yeah. Just getting hurt. Otherwise, he'd still be the quarterback. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> um. Anyways, I – I mean, I guess it's possible. First one to make a mistake loses. I don't. I don't want it to be that way, but I could see it being like that. Right, and and it's like the the metaphor I've been using since the beginning of camp. They're playing ping pong, right? Just hitting it yeah. back to the other yeah. one, and all it takes is one to go off the top of the paddle, and you win the point. The good thing, though, Ryan, is this the this is the first time we've got an idea of a timeline. George Payton talked last Thursday, said there's no timeline. Every time Vic's been asked, he said there's no timeline. Until now, it's possible that we see a starting quarterback in one week from now, and that would be the best thing for the team. In that third preseason game, you have the starter go out with all of the starters surrounding him if that's what they're going to do. Then they practice all together next week. They practice all together the week after that. And then they practice all together the week after that because they'll have two full weeks of practice leading into the Giants week. Really important, in my opinion. Really important to get that done. Uh, Also really important that if you are – looking to own a home that you hit up our friends over at Chevalier Mortgage. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit dnvrmortgage.com. dnvrmortgage.com is where you can go. Uh, It's stressful buying a house. The market's really intense right now. Uh, But Mike and Virginia, they'll take the burden off you. They'll make this a very easy process for you. They'll alleviate a ton of your stress. They'll take into account all of your financials and they'll try and help you make the best decision for you. So call Mike and Virginia at 303-257-6578 or visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. That's Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006 and Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Talking about saving money, Ryan, come to the DNVR bar and you'll save money every single where you go in fact buy a hassle cattle company burger here you'll save money because it's not only delicious but it is so affordable here also get a member beer you get 22 ounces for the price of 16 ounces and hold your fantasy draft here ryan and you get two free pitchers one breck beer of your choice and then a draft beer of your choice so make sure to hold your fantasy draft here all you have to do hold your fantasy draft here bring 10 of the people that are in the draft and boom there you go Two free pitchers for you. So here's how you do that. Email GM at the DNVR bar right now. I know that fantasy draft time is now. 
So hit that email, gm at ddnvrbar.com, to set that up. Perfect. And like you said, you can get a picture of Breckenridge Brewery Beer, which happens to be the best beer in the world. Yes. Um, so make sure you check them out as well. Not only do they have great beers, they also have great seltzers. They also have great lemonade seltzers. Uh, all of them are amazing. I always try to keep the fridge stocked. Last night, like had a little uh, Sunday night hot tub sesh with a good company hard seltzer on the rooftop of my apartment complex prime absolutely prime wow uh, and you know i feel like when you when you're thinking of just a great beer you always think of the summer yep and i truly believe that breckenridge brewery is the king of summer beers but they're also the king of winter beers with like um vanilla porter yeah. their nitro irish stout the christmas uh, ale you get it in the uh the little keg yes yeah, so you can get a yep. little pony keg yep. or a mini keg yeah um, i call that normal size keg but. yes that's a zach keg uh make sure you check them out breckenridge brewery they're damn good beers ryan let's hop into the comment section yes let's talk to the people so a lot of times at the end of the live portion, we say, hey, we're going to jump into the comment section on the pod. Well, today we're going to do the whole thing live. If you guys like seeing us read uh, comments, you want your comment read, you can become a member at DNVR. Just go to the dnvr.com slash subscribe. And once you do that, you can leave your comment on the most recent podcast podcast post on the website, and we will read that on the next podcast. And let's jump right in. Yeah, let's do it, Ryan. This is coming in after Saturday's game, so I'm sure there's a lot of optimism. First one coming in from our guy, the Count. He said, "The mother mother bleeping intro song to this mother bleeping pod sounds even more beautiful than it already does after a mother bleeping performance, like we mother bleeping just witnessed." <laughs> wow, the pod is fired up. He says, "Pernas reaction to P.S." MFs two pick six says it all, doesn't it? Woohoo! Yeah, I didn't see uh, Perna's reaction. Did you? I have not yet. Need uh, to. He's the best. Got to get in on some Perna. <laughs> I played golf with Perna the other day. It was hilarious. Yeah, his golf game even better than his reaction. I've heard. Um, that would be saying very little about that reaction. <laughs> well, we love Perna, so that's not the case. Next one's from Pismo Beach Broncos 07. What do you think of Kisla's article? Our old friend reviewing the Vikings game slash quarterback competition. He likens it to a battle to be the 25th best quarterback in the league. I think if Fields continues this trend, it will be hard to overlook. Love Sertan today. What a stud. We're going to trade Callahan, right? A lot of just a stream of consciousness a lot going on there gotta start with the kisla column and uh you know he has plenty to back himself up for that right but what i'll tell you is the way drew lock and teddy bridgewater performed on saturday they weren't the 25th best quarterback in the league so they're actually number one and number two yes based on rating and patrick sertan number one best cornerback in the entire league this past weekend so if they play obviously they're not going to play like that no one's ever had 144 pass rating or 153.3 pass rate but except if, me and men if they oh yeah of course except for you with uh with trey lance right yeah yeah yep, yep. uh if they play well then they're not going to be the 25th best quarterback and the broncos are going to be in a great spot but you know that that's a it's a sexy column to have. A lot of people are talking about it. Uh, speaking of Madden, you know we've been in the same divisions in this Madden league for five seasons now, yeah. and I pretty much know all the plays of my division opponents. They know all my plays, <laughs> and I've been reading Kizla a long time. I know all of his plays <laughs> at this point. That's a classic Kizla play. Everyone's yeah. feeling good. Yeah. Come in with the hammer and make him feel bad. I don't know why uh, he loves to do that so much, but um, it's one of his favorite plays. Um, and it's, I don't know if he's actually wrong, 
the timing of it is which is what's so annoying <laughs> to everyone. It's a gut punch. Yeah. Um, I think that there's definitely an opportunity that if Drew Locke looks like that, he will not be anywhere close to the 25th best quarterback in the NFL. Now, again, we know the circumstances. It was again, it was in a preseason game. It was against backups. So it might not turn out that way. What I think is it is the perfect scenario for Drew Locke. If you could give me my option to set up how Drew Locke, the, the path for him to become a good quarterback in the NFL, well, it started with, like, give me a great slump buster, a great confidence builder. And that's exactly what he got. Yeah. Confidence is so important in sports. And I think he's feeling really confident right now. And I think that's what we're going to see this entire week and going into the Seattle game. Yep. It's going to be really, really interesting. And, yes, if Justin Fields is even – better than average it's, that's never going away no no i mean if he's a multi-time pro bowler and he's with uh, chicago for 15 years even 10 yeah i mean patrick sertan having a hall of fame career people are still going to be guessing that pick not the player but the pick absolutely i mean if drew lock doesn't pan out and they don't find basically that has to be like justin fields doesn't like become maybe he's like matt stafford at best right in terms of his success over his career, even if he's that, Pat Sertan has to be like a first ballot Hall yeah, of Famer. Yeah, exactly. Love Thunder Down Under says, people really think Fields looked good? Now this is the other side of it. He says, looked pretty mediocre to me. The dude almost turned the ball over twice. Let's take a chill pill on the greener pasture stuff, which is a beeping great pun, by the way, so I expect you to use it. Use it! I'm Sertan of that, spelled Patrick Sertan. Oh, because fields, right. greener pasture. I got it. I got it. Nice. Solid. He says, man, I'm pumped. Sure, it was preseason, but we kicked the sheet out of them, as in sheets, yes. uh, at all levels of depth. The Except Vikings, for like Brett Rippon versus their threes. Yeah, I think a lot of people tuned out. So <laughs> yeah. that was okay. A lot of people were already happy about the, the way the team was then. He said, the Vikings didn't play the starters chat is hilarious. Y'all, KJ Hamler killed you, and he's arguably our fifth best receiver target on the team behind Sutton, Judy, Patrick, and Fant. We have great depth, and it's great. Should be celebrated. So the 22 potential starters, how many played more than a series or two? I'd have to look. Um, but I did, I did think that was something that was understated. It was like, yes, it was their twos, but also you didn't have the entire left side of your starting line. Mm-hmm. You didn't have your arguably number one wide receiver. Did Noah Fant play? A little bit. Okay, yeah. It didn't feel like he played. Right. Um, y- you didn't have your starting running back. Right. So it's not as if the Broncos rolled out the A team. And they certainly did it on defense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Defense. I mean – I'm not even thinking about the defense yeah. because it was just like too easy for them. They still dominated. Right. That, like that wasn't even like a good practice for them. <laughs> oh, right. Um, but as for the offense, it's not like you had everything you wanted on offense and they had nothing. No, no, cer- certainly not. And uh, also the Broncos just did what they had to do. Ryan, maybe we see them play against more starters on defense this week. If they, if they look terrible, then maybe we'll come back and say, well, Minnesota's backups really are that bad. The Broncos play against backups this week and they dominate again. What more are they supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, nothing. Right. This is like a tune-up for them at best. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really good. And it's it's great to see them perform that well. So, I'm not I'm not hurting that. I'm not coming out with a column saying that they're, you know, fighting for the 25th best quarterback now. So it, far it's good. Exactly. Weird to go any other way with it, but 
You know, that's that's kiss for you. Um, from Shat Permer, you guys get to hear some of the great names we have on here. Yes. Um, gentlemen, I'm astounded by the vast difference in the QB performance opinions in the greater media today. This is what I was talking about earlier. Yep. Some had Drew in front by a lot, ranging to it was a draw. Excuses were made by both sides because there's no doubt that two, there's two sides to this so-called QB battle. TBH, I'm sick to death of the charade. And it's clear the coaching staff wants Teddy to win the job but cannot bring themselves to admit Drew killed it today. No separation, my ass. Fangio needs to go. How many Godfather shirts have you sold? Oh my gosh. A lot of the comments today just like going crazy. Yes. Like at the end, just spinning out of control. <laughs> yes. People um, mad at Vic Fangio. Yeah. Again, just a rumor. Um, but it wouldn't necessarily surprise me. I will say, Vic, I know he like doesn't like to praise people. But especially if you already have it in your head that he's like anti-Drew and then you try to read into those comments, yeah. they come off that way. Yeah. Today, um, I only read this one, so you can correct me if it didn't co- if it came off differently. But I read his quote when he was asked, like, hey, does Drew make that third down throw to Jerry Judy last season? And he said, like, one sentence about Drew and then moved on to Jerry Judy. And, and that's kind of what he's – he did that at the halftime, too, when yeah. asked how good Drew was. And he said, you know, he did well. Teddy did well, and the rest of the offense did really well. Just downplay. So you're right. If you have the vision that Vic wants Teddy, you can make a lot of things make sense. And you can hear – you're going to end up hearing what, what you think you're going right. to hear, you know. Um, but I, I I, now am seeing things through that lens because I know that that rumor is circulating. Right. And I'm like, oh, man, if you're thinking that and you read this quote, you're definitely feeling like, hey – how come you won't ever say anything nice about Drew? Right, right. And Ryan, I'm really trying to view this quarterback competition through the lens of Vic because apparently he's the one making the decision. So that's how I try to view it. And when he says there's no separation, that's how I view it through his eyes as well. From watching pretty much every single practice and hearing the reports from Mace last week, I do see it being very close. But then Drew does what he did when everyone can see it last Saturday it gets a lot of people really frustrated with Vic. Right. And then again, um, if you're someone who heard Vic Fangio say the preseason games are going to weigh really heavily. And then you hear him say, well, when I think of last week, I'm thinking of right. the game. And you're saying like, dude, you keep changing <laughs> yeah. the rules. Yeah. But one thing I'll say is the fact that you, after Saturday's game, said this thing still shouldn't be called today no. made me feel like, okay, well, then, then I'm not, you know, just uh, totally looking at through way too much of Vic Fangio's eyes. Yeah, someone asked me today, okay, now that we've seen the upside of Drew in this offense, why wouldn't they just call it? And I'm like, well, that's because Drew's upside has never been a question. It's always been better than Teddy's. Right. It's been a first-round upside. But consistency right. is the Achilles heel for Drew Locke. Right. So you have to see it two weeks in a row because – it would be ignorant of you right. to say, oh, there it is. He's still right. got the upside. He's the quarterback. Ooh, and then, it is. you know, he goes back down into one of his slumps and you're right. like, oh, where did this come from? Right. Exactly. You know that he is, he needs to show consistency. He needs to show great decision-making, great footwork over a larger sample size. You got to see at least two games. Man. And that's just why this two game sample size is going to be huge and why one of them can win it with that because they can show consistency. Next one. Another one from Love Thunder Down Under. He says, sorry about the second comment, but... Does Teddy have the arm to throw either of Drew's two touchdowns? Maybe the Hamler touchdown. He was wide open and could have pulled up for a floater. But the TB12 touchdown was just beautiful. Zip. I love uh, – did Mace start the TB12 thing for Trinity Benson? I, I think so. That's good stuff. It is good stuff. Um, Okay. I feel like he got it way totally backwards here. Yeah. Um, I'm not good at math. 
I think I said it was 65 air yards. It I think was. it was. It was. It was. It was 60. Okay. I said 65. Then someone corrected me on Twitter and said 55. And I was like, well, you're you're probably right. I, I would. I, I don't trust back, myself. I here. did go back and watch. And maybe it was 59 okay. because his foot was on the 11. Either way, that's the one that Teddy can't make, I think. I don't think he can throw the ball 60 yards in the air on a rope. See, I think that exact throw... I don't think Teddy can make. I think he could have still had the same outcome, though, because of how wide open K.J. Hamler was. But Teddy's throwing that a lot earlier. Throwing right. more anticipation where the ball goes 40 <clears throat> yards through the air, and K.J.'s catching it with three yards of separation instead of 10. Yeah, what did the Vikings announcer said? He's like, it looks like the safety was running wrong. <laughs> what? I was like, I, no, he just got smoked, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think you're probably right, but I don't think he makes that exact throw. No. The one to Trinity Benson, it was actually so I rewatched it today. It was actually better than I remembered it in in real time. I thought he kind of threw it behind him. Yeah. Um. He was also wide open. Yeah. Um. It, it was just you had to make like he you got around there. It was like a three level read. He was he was the throw. Drew threw it perfectly. Yep. Easy touchdown. Um, Teddy could definitely make that one. Yeah, and I, I think I've actually been impressed with Teddy in practice with how much zip he has within seven yards he, he can get balls there faster i just think of him as like a noodle arm because of how everyone talks about him the zip from 15 plus certainly isn't there but he can make closer throws it's kind of funny to say my least favorite throw from teddy the whole day was a completion i mean i there they were all completions almost um it was the one i think it actually might have been a tb12 um <laughs> he came out of like a break and Teddy threw it and it was complete and like, but it just looked so, Slow. for lack of a better term, amateur. Mm. Like the way the ball got there, the timing of the route, it was all kind of sloppy. And then the ball kind of ducked its way over there. And I was just like, and he has those a mm, lot. That was a pretty ugly 14 yard completion. Like yeah. it's a hard thing to complain yeah. about at the time. But that was where I was just like, oh, that did not look pretty. Yeah, he has some ducks. Yeah. That's for sure. And some that are successful I swear in it's the glove. He's <laughs> take the training wheels off. Submarine Bronco says, just a quick note to say, you got me. Let's go. Got we got him. him. Maybe, or maybe it was all the good vibes after it. such a great game. I'm happy to be a member at last. Go Broncos. Go DNVR. And so happy to hear that you're rolling with us, Submarine Bronco. Hey, all right, um, before we move on, let's get to another uh, quick little read here. And uh, Ryan, got to tell the good people about what gets me up every day. And that's Strava Craft Coffee. Our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee want to help you get up in the morning by drinking their delicious CBD infused coffee. And if you use the code DNVR25, you'll get 25% off their delicious coffee. And not only is it good coffee and gets the caffeine boost you need, but the CBD really helps relieve aches, pains, migraines, headaches, anything that's going on, it helps bring that down. In fact, some people even say it gets rid of the coffee jitters so you can start your day with it. You can end your day with it and everything in between because you're not going to have the jitters. I legitimately just had one right before we came on the show here. We have the uh, cold brew on tap from Strava. Fantastic. I feel amazing. No no jitters for you. No jitters. Love it. And if you subscribe to them after you use the code DNVR25, you'll get 25 or 20% off for the rest of your life. So check them out. Strava Craft Coffee. Use the code DNVR25. Also check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Guys, Football season, obviously, right around the corner. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook just rolled out same-game parlays, and I am ecstatic about this because yeah. right now I've only got to use them on baseball, which is kind of fun. But being able to parlay 
Drew Locke two touchdowns, with Jerry Judy touchdown, oh with uh, Javante Williams over 37 rushing yards, with, I mean, you go, it goes on and on and on. You could, you could have, you know, New York Giants under 17 total points. Like, the, the, you can put all of this together, and if your feelings about the game are right, come out with some big-time winnings. It's going to make games so freaking fun because sometimes – you know, Ryan, especially you and I, we're not able to watch the full other games in a day because mm-hmm. of what's going on. And so sometimes you want to parlay, but you're like, I don't want to parlay something I'm not going to watch. In-game parlay, boom, there you go. You're watching it. Yes, or like Thursday night, Monday night football, yes. Sunday night football, yes. getting like a big string of stuff together. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Uh, all sorts of great opportunities right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, including a chance to get $200 in free bets when you just bet $1 on anything. You want? You think the Broncos are going to win the Super Bowl after uh, last week? You put $1 down, you're going to get $200 in free bets uh, to try and – you know, boost up your account. And it actually comes in eight $25 free bets. Ooh. You can use those on same game parlays. Ooh. You can kind of spread them out. Um, you could throw another $25 free bet yep. on the Broncos to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yep. I love that. And and then you're just going to win a ton when the Broncos win the Super Bowl. Right. And you can always get a sign up bonus up to a thousand dollars when you use the code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook. Of course, to get that, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. The deposit bonus requires a 25X playthrough and restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We love Colorado only stuff because we love Colorado, but Hassle Cattle Company is not Colorado only. They are about the country. In fact, they're called the Blue Collar Wagyu because they get the best meat at affordable prices for every single one to afford. And Ryan, I know everyone here loves Hassle Cattle Company, and we've put our official mark on it by making it our beef here at the DNVR bar. That's how you know it's good. We brought Strava Craft Coffee in here. We brought Hassel Cattle Company in here and bring it into your house at 10% off by using the code DNVR10. You'll get 10% off every single order and orders over $200 get free shipping. So check them out over at HasselCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L CattleCompany.com. And not just for your hamburgers, but the best steaks, the best flank steaks, the best jerky, they have it all over at Hassle Cattle Company. Just try it and thank us later. Mm-hmm. All right, next question here from Steve is the worst. My boys, a couple of thoughts from the awesome preseason game. I need two things, more cowbell and more Natani Muti. <laughs> I also need some of the Drew Lockhaters to acknowledge that, yes, it's important to remember that it was not the Vikings' first defense, but he undeniably looked like a different quarterback. Practiced, poised, smart, and consistent. My name is Steven, and even I know that this competition is uh, far from even after that. Come on, man. He's just got to do it in Seattle, and that should seal it. Yes? Much love and keep up the awesome work. Well, you'll like our first segment, that's for sure, talking about that. Yes, and I'm sure you've seen that I've been on a big Natani Muti kick on uh, social media the last couple days. Rewatching that game, it looks like Quinn Miners' film from mm-hmm. uh, Wisconsin Whitewater. Mm-hmm. He's like tossing grown men around like they're nothing. He is, and I mean, Shelby, it's not a surprise. Shelby Harris said he yeah. picked him up and threw him <laughs> down when he was a rookie. Now he's added even more strength to him. Please Ryan? remind me to go cut that clip and tweet that out oh. on, while I'm on my Natani Moody <laughs> kick. Yes, and on top of that, this past week, uh, eight day, nine days ago, Vic Fangio was asked who has impressed him. Out of the blue, he said Natani Muti. The next day, Natani Muti, during the scrimmage, taking snaps from Graham Glasgow with the ones. The, during the week, we saw that too. Today, 
Graham Glasgow comes out of the starting lineup mid-practice, and Tandi Muti goes in. This is something that it's just so clear they want to get him on the field. I don't know if it's going to be a straight pull for Graham Glasgow. If Lloyd struggles, Graham Glasgow is really smart. The coaches trust him on the field. They could slide him over, especially with Quinn Minerts needing a year to, to transition. And then Moody's in there. I really think, Ryan, and I think it's going to happen fast, Natani Muti is going to be playing. So this is kind of crazy to say because I think these people are rare. But Moody is what I would call a game-changing offensive lineman. You're I think talking he, like uh, Qu- uh, Quentin Nelson? I mean, obviously he's not that guy yet. Right. But, you know, if you remember, he was a guy who was considered a first or second round prospect before he had an injury history. Touch wood. But this guy makes – when I say he's a game-changing offensive lineman, he makes plays – that will create big plays for you. Right. You know what I mean? You get him out there, he's going to knock someone down and spring a running back. Or he's going to make that that big block that gives you just an extra second. Like He's not a, a refined prospect right now, but if I, am, if I was making my case to the Broncos as to why they should start Natani Muti, I would say, okay, if you think Graham Glasgow is the better option right now, my question for you is, if you start Natani Muti from week one, who's the better player by week 10? Yeah, and I think, I think it's Muti. I think the case can be made with Dalton Reisner, too. And now Dalton probably has a longer future here, so you don't want to do that to him. What about Lloyd Cushenberry? How, how long? I don't think anyone's convinced of his future here right now. So I think he needs to be on the field. And Ryan, something else that, that shouldn't get lost but I think does, he was a first-round talent last year but had very serious injury concerns. So that's why he fell to the fifth round. It didn't work with Jake, but it looks like it's working with Natani Muti. Touch touch wood, but right now he's healthy. He showed that the only downside to him he has overcome, at least for now, get him on the field because he's a first-round talent. Yes, and also when I say game-changing, he is going to wear out whoever's lined up against him. I mean, it is not going to be fun to go up against him all day. And if... You know, you're making a drive at the end of the game where you needed, you know, go score a winning touchdown. By the time that guy's been going up against Moody all day, I don't think he's going to have much left to try and create some interior pressure. Yeah. So this guy is one of the more intriguing offensive line prospects I've watched, especially in Denver. Yeah. Um, To me, you have to get him on the field. And maybe there is a conversation. What does the best five look like? You could convince me that Glasgow at center is part of that. Yeah. But you so can't too. convince me that Natani Muti is in no way part of it. And Garrett Bowles today said he's a plug-and-play player, telling me he's ready to come in whenever. He doesn't need a whole training camp in order to play. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. And, Ryan, we're getting to the questions on the uh, the podcast side of things. But if you want to get your question here left on the live pod, hit us with a super chat. Speaking of which, Exactly. Super chat coming in from Pippin Took. We love Pippin Tooks. Pippin Took. Pippin Tooks. Um, favorite player who might get cut. Such a sad thing. Um, Speaking of which, cut day tomorrow. How? Five guys cut tomorrow. How? So I really like Kendall Hinton. Okay. I want him around. Okay. I don't know if you can make a case for Kendall Hinton over Trinity Benson right now. No, you can't. You can't. Kendall Hinton had a better offseason program. Trendy Benson has maybe had the best program, not just or training camp, not just from wide receivers, from anyone. Mm-hmm. So he's been awesome, and yeah. 
again, I've always I I feel like the Broncos owe Kendall Hinton. Maybe that's a practice squad spot for right now. Yeah. But you also owe it to the best players to yeah. make the team. And I think Trinity Benson has worked his way into that conversation. And what Kendall Hinton will get, he, he will make, he'll make it until the last cut day. He won't get cut tomorrow. I'll go a different route with this one, Pippen, because I, I think Ken, Tri, uh, Kendall Hinton would have been my answer. I'm going to go Cameron Fleming is going to be the biggest salary that is cut. Okay. Four million dollars. Is he one of your favorites? Yeah, yeah, no. That's <laughs> that's why I went a different route there. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Next one's from True Champ Fan Twenty Four. My peoples. Teddy had one play that I absolutely hated. It was a completion for positive yards. He rolled out right and was facing pressure, so I give him that. He completed a pass to the TE Salbert, but he also had TB12 streaking wide open, just ten yards deeper. It looked like Benson was running just a deeper version of the route that Salbert was running, and to the same side of the field. It's hard to complain about a completion for a gain of 10 or so yards. This is a prime example of Teddy being too safe. If he just sees Benson running wide open out there, I think we're talking about a much closer day between Drew and Teddy. And what's interesting is that has almost been one of Drew Locke's biggest uh, criticisms in training camp is for a week there, he was not going deep. And Teddy was the one going deeper and deeper every single day in practice. And Drew would have guys open, but whether it's he just wanted to work on the short stuff or he didn't want to throw it deep to risk uh, an, an interception because he knows he can't have those. And uh, so to see in a game that, that that's not Drew, you're probably going to see that with Teddy throughout the season, Ryan, yep. is you're going to see some, guy, some plays where the guy's open further downfield, but he takes a check down and it still picks up 10. But, but you're, you're saying, why didn't he go deeper? Because that's not his game. He's not always going to take the deeper option. Right. As long as they're moving the ball, though, I don't. I'm not going to complain. Fair. Other, other than it's a small it, critique for me. I should say during the season. Right now, we're in hypercritical mode. We have to criticize everything um, because it's a competition. But once they're in the season, get the ball out there into a playmaker's hands. Let him get upfield. Salbert. He's kind of legit, dude. He is. He's definitely making the team. He's a house too. Yes, he is. I know they list every tight end at 6'5", 250. <laughs> he's bigger than that. He is, and he also has the most catches of tight ends in training camp. Also, I think his neck is wider than your thigh. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even wider than mine. A bulldog, too. Drake. Oh, How about that? fellow Drake. Yes, A lot yes. of Drake bulldogs around here. <laughs> That's exactly. You're being overtaken. The Buffaloes. Shout out, Kale. <laughs> All right, next one's from Melbourne Bronco. Feels like I'm on a roller coaster. Good practice, bad practice. Good Teddy, bad Drew. Good Drew, bad Teddy. And then Viking demolition. Let's hope the good form stays. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. great to see a best-case scenario play out with the quarterback position on Saturday. I mean, I wouldn't have bet on it. Certainly not. Certainly not. (laughs) Literally, by QBR and passer rating, Teddy and Drew, number one and number two in the NFL this wow. week. Wow, <laughs> wow, incredible. Dan Burke says, hey, guys, can we talk about how well the offensive line paid and pla- played in pass protection? The run blocking really tailed off toward the end, but I was impressed at how good the protection throughout the game was. PFF credits them with only two pressures throughout the game, and I know it was only the Vikings' second unit, but guys like Armin Watts, Stephen Weatherly, and DJ Wanham were beating up our first-team offensive line at the first joint practice, so to see our backups and their backups shut them down was good to see with that in mind i'm a little hesitant to get excited about drew's performance because he was rarely under pressure his performance under pressure was some of the worst in the league last year so i'd like to see him tested in that area before i jump back on the train what do y'all think dan i think that's very fair very. I, I think it's very fair to have that and uh, i i'm not going to slow anyone down that's excited about drew or teddy's performance but are we crowning them 
Hall of Famers? Of course not. We know where We're this is. We're not even crowning right a starter yet. Yeah, exactly. We know where this is now. Yes. Um, and, you know, obviously we're going to look, especially me, I'm going to look at the positive. If Drew goes out there and balls, I think the job is his. But I'm not going to be naive enough to say that there's no chance that he goes out there and looks bad. Right, right. Uh, and we have to be prepared for what that means. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Drew did not face a lot of pressure. Um, the first, you know, uh, the big throw, there wasn't a lot of pressure because the play action worked amazingly. Mm-hmm. Um, his first throw to KJ, the the crosser, there was very little pressure because the play action worked amazingly. A lot of the good stuff he did was off of play action. Almost, I think almost all of his completions were off of play action. Yeah. Um, that's just a good job by the coaching staff. We were screaming about this last year, early in the year. It's like, where's the the play action that was was working for him last year (laughs) so it feels like maybe pat Shermer figured that out and gave him a bunch of that to start the game the other day um and that helps the seahawks they like to dial it up so there you go you you beat level one yep now you gotta go beat level two and i don't want false positives so i don't want the broncos offensive line to look bad ryan but it wouldn't be the worst thing if teddy and drew both face pressure this week to see how they are under pressure. Because what you don't want is them to not face pressure at all this preseason, not take any hits, and then come out against the Giants, face so much pressure, and look like different quarterbacks, whoever the starter is. Yep, absolutely. All right, I think this is the last one we have time for today. Uh, If we didn't get to yours today, we'll absolutely get to it tomorrow. Um, So feel free to copy and paste it and bring it over. Uh, And this one comes in from our guy, Larry Den Jr., LDJ. He says, what it drew, baby? Kawhi Leonard voice. <laughs> Drew uh, make, made people eat their words with your play. Make all the Drew Lock apologies validated. Your weapons are there. I pray your protection is there. I'm concerned about our interior O-line, by the way. Flip but Drew... <laughs> exactly. But Drew, uh, everything you need to succeed is there. And surprisingly, Pat Shermer is doing his best to make you successful. Exactly yep. what we just talked about. Yep. Which leads to my question of the day. <clears throat> um... Was oh, I, I'm I'm having a hard time following his question here, but he said, "Do we make a mistake giving Drew Lock the keys and not taking Rich and TC along for the ride?" Love the show. Moody looked awesome in the run. Uh, got some work to do in the pass pro area, though. Okay, Wait, so the question s- is, was it the wrong move to pull Scangarello and TC McCartney off the staff? You certainly get to see what a second year Drew can look like in an offense. Yep. And uh, right now, though, what we saw on Saturday, just preseason, I know. But it looks like Pat Shermer is playing to Drew Locke's strengths, which is good to see instead of saying, wow, Drew balled, but man, was he held back by his offensive coordinator. I mean, we just said that all of the things that worked well for Drew came from the Scangarello playbook, at least to my eyes. Right. So, yes, it was the wrong decision. I didn't like it when it happened. I don't necessarily like it now, but... Hopefully, Pat Shermer is the type of guy that learns from his mistakes last season, goes back and picks out what worked for Drew, and now is trying to mesh those two things. And you look where, where Drew had success when they were 4-1 and one under Scangarello in those final five games of Drew's rookie season. A lot of play action, a lot of two tight ends. And Pistol. Bring back Pistol. It worked really well for him. Yep, it did. It did, and that gets him on the move, too, just like play action. Yep. All right, before we head out, I want to give one final shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver, msudenver.edu slash online is where you can scope out all they have to offer. And they have a lot to offer. And always keep in mind, MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other car institution. It is the place to go if you're looking to further your education and keep a full-time job. Uh, And you can do it very easily at MSU Denver online. So msudenver.edu slash online is the place to go. For Zach, I'm RK. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. 
fly. 